In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen. Amen. Uh, on the sign at the front of the door, um, you might not have noticed it, uh, but there is a quote that was quoted from this morning's epistle. On the, this side, I believe, if you at one point uh, after the service, of course, you might notice and go out and see that it says, and they were first called Christians in Antioch. And that's what we have on one of the signs up here on the door. Not the big sign, but the one on the door here. And uh, the reason, of course, that we have that is it also says Antiochian Archdiocese. And just so that there's a little bit less confusion about what that is, we attach ourselves to something that says, yes, guess what? They have been, the city has been around for a long time, and in fact, they were first called Christians in Antioch. And we just heard that in the epistle reading this morning. And because we heard it, and because it is on the front door of the church, we should probably say that it's there, and I think it's there, for a bigger reason than just to explain Antiochian. If we put on there, they were first called Christians in Antioch, and we put that label on our door, we are attaching ourselves to that definition of Christian from 2,000 years ago. That we are saying they were called Christians in Antioch 2,000 years ago for the first time, and you can look into this building, you can look at these people, you can look at who we are and say we are still being called Christians for the same reasons here in 2018 in Memphis, Tennessee. And so it's a great way for us to remember and be reminded of who we are as Christians and what we are called to do as Christians. And so it's great that this passage from the epistle is connected this Sunday with this reading about the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well, who we of course know to be Fotini, whose icon we have over here. She's in the middle on that, uh, the middle section of saints there on that side. And so, of course, we combine these two together because in this conversation that Christ has with Fotini, with the Samaritan woman, which is the longest conversation, longest one-on-one -on -one conversation that Christ has with anyone in the scriptures. So we should really look at it for particular things. He shows Fotini and shows us then who we are as Christians and really what we are supposed to do. In the course of that conversation, first of all, Fotini comes to an understanding and a realization of who Christ is. If we are to call ourselves Christians, of course, we have to say certain and specific things about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When he first sits down with her and asks her for water, her first response is, why is it that a Jew is asking water of me, a Samaritan. So first of all, she only sees him as a person, as a Jew. In the course of their conversation, and much more can be said about all of that conversation, but in the course of that conversation, uh, she talks about the well. And Jesus talks about the water that he could give to her. And she all of a sudden says, Are you like Jacob, our father? Of course, we have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, so she's building up in her knowledge about who Christ is, because he is, of course, a Jew, and he is from that line of Jacob. 
And she continues, and he talks to her about her husband, and she says, he tells her that she's had five husbands, and she responds and says, I perceive that you're a prophet. So just a Jew, uh, someone related to Jacob, their forefather, and now a prophet. And she continues, and they talk about worship, and she says, I know that there is going to be one who is the Messiah who is coming. And Christ looks at her and says, I who speak to you am he. So she goes all through that, finally to an understanding that the person sitting in front of her is the Christ. But even more than that, the last line of the gospel that we just read has all the people of Samaria coming to Christ and realizing, not because of the words of Fotini, but because of Christ, their own experience with Christ, that he is the Savior of the world. So we have this slow realization that he's a Jew. He is from the line of Jacob, their forefather. He is a prophet. He is the Christ. He is the Savior of the world. And so we as Christians, just like those disciples who were first called Christians in Antioch those many years ago, we as Christians say the same thing, that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. Nothing less. He is, of course, all those other things, but he is absolutely the Son of God and the Savior of the world. So that's one thing we hear in this passage. Another thing that we hear about those who are Christians, if we are to be called Christians, Christ talks to the Samaritan woman, he talks to Fotini about worship. And in fact, he uses that phrase, true worshipers. Many of you, all of you probably know what the word orthodox means. Orthodoxia, those who are of right worship or true worship. True worshipers like us will be those who worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And so there's a great reminder that us as Christians, we don't just believe in the Father. We don't just believe in the Son. We don't just believe in the Holy Spirit and make a check mark about things that we believe and can say that we believe in with our minds, but we worship. We worship the Father. And so, of course, we come here each and every week so that we can fulfill that worship. And we worship the Father in spirit and in truth because that worship, according to Christ, is something that is Trinitarian. The Father we worship the Father in spirit, the Holy Spirit, and in truth. Jesus Christ says that he himself is the way, the truth, and the life. And so we worship in a Trinitarian fashion each and every week when we come together, and that's what the early Christians did as well. And so when you've been reading through the book of Acts throughout the course of this Paschal season, you've read about the early church and heard about their worship, and those who were first called Christians in Antioch worshipped the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They thought of Christ as the Savior of the world. They understood who he was. So that's who, what we believe, what we do with our worship, but also the last thing, the challenge that this has for us is that the Christians in the early church, those who were first called Christians, and even Fotini, the Samaritan woman who becomes a Christian sitting at the well with Christ, she also becomes an evangelist. 
Because it's not just for us to be able to say, I believe that Christ is the Savior of the world, I come and I worship him, but we also as Christians, and they were called Christians in Antioch because they were going around teaching and preaching about who Jesus Christ is and how they should worship, part of our challenge and part of our call is to do the same thing. Christ looks out at the people of Samaria as they're coming to him and he points them out to the disciples and he says, look, the fields are ready for the harvest. It's time to go and harvest. And I know that we all think and feel the same thing. Uh, we, a couple of weeks ago, we watched that movie, Becoming Truly Human. And it received mixed reviews, which is okay. But what it did, though, is it inspired lots of conversation. I think every single person that I talked to or every single group that I've been with over the last couple of weeks, somebody brought it up and somebody wanted to talk about it because it at least struck up conversation. And that's really what we, what we need to do, to strike up conversation with people because one thing that that film uh, says is that there are a lot of people who don't know what it is to be a Christian. And if we're going to put a sign on our door that says we're the ones connected to those who were first called Christians in Antioch, then it's up to us then to promote and to show what it really means to be a Christian. And by saying that, I'm not telling you that you need to go to every single person and carry a Bible around all of the time and uh, try to talk to every single person you meet. If you do that, that's awesome. And it's not how all, most people will do this. But it's to just have a conversation and to talk to people, to meet people where they are, to engage them in conversation so that you can show that this Christ, this person that you know has changed your life, has changed how you engage and interact with the world. It doesn't mean that you have to have all the answers to all the questions, and I know sometimes we hold back from wanting to share our faith because we're worried that we'll get that question that we just can't answer, and it's going to be embarrassing. It's okay to not be able to answer the question. I did that a whole bunch this week. Actually, I got a few tough, very tough questions, and I had to say, you know, I don't know. Let me get back to you, and we'll talk about it again. And that's okay. That's okay. But the real evangelism, the real sharing of our Christian faith is just visiting and meeting people where they are and saying, you know what? I might not be able to answer your questions, but this I know. My relationship with Christ has changed my life. It hasn't taken away my suffering. It hasn't made me perhaps a more patient person like I wish that it would. And you might even think that, oh man, I'm still a hypocrite all of the time. But you know what? It has changed my life and is continuing to change my life. Just like Father Alex's sermon last week, where we say Christ is risen in the midst of our struggle, in the midst of our of, of, the chaos of our life instead of reverting to other words. But it is up to us then to be those true Christians. We've got the label on our door, so let's be it. Let's be those true Christians who believe that Christ is the Savior of the world. Let us worship him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and let us engage this world. Listen to people where they are coming from and not provide all the answers perhaps right away, but just enough to say, Christ has changed my life. And Christ will change theirs as well, and Christ will change this world. May we live up to be those Christians, just like those folks who were first called Christians 
in Antioch. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen. Amen.